What's going on, ladies and gents, and welcome back to another edition of Top Rank Unboxed. My name is Ricky, and I'm joined by my co-host, Shaylin. And shit, I'm hyped because we got to chat with a very good friend of the podcast today. We're very excited to introduce Xander Zayas. Xander is steadily climbing the ranks at 154. He's 15-0, he's got 10 KOs, and right now he's in camp for Ronald Cruz. Xander talked about a lot with us today. You know, he dove into his Puerto Rican heritage, being Top Rank's youngest signee, and how he's growing into his celebrity status. Let's dive right into it. There's a lot of pressure, bro, that comes with being like the next great Puerto Rican fighter. Do you ever feel any pressure from the outsiders that put all that on you? Like, this kid's going to be the next best thing from the island. Not at all. Not at all. I feel like it's, it's definitely a responsibility. You know, I, I know what I want to do. I know what I want to accomplish. And, and no disrespect, I feel like I love, I mean, I love all my fans. And, and they show me a lot, of, a lot of love from, from day one. But I cannot listen to everybody's opinion. You know, I have to listen to my own opinion, to my, my close circle's opinion. And, and, and they know what, they, what they're doing with me. I mean, they've been doing it for years now. And, and I just have to trust the process, keep working hard, stay level-headed, and just keep accomplishing every dream that I want step by step, not rushing it. I mean, I've never rushed anything in life. I feel like everything has come the way it has because I've took every step necessary to be there. So if it's not broken, don't fix it. I wanted to ask you how you feel when people on social media specifically inadvertently pin you against your peers. Like, oh, he's not the guy to come out of Puerto Rico. You are. You're the next great. It ain't him. It's you. How do you feel when people kind of like, pin you against your peers? I feel like it's, um, it's disrespectful. As a, as a fan, I know everybody has different opinions, but... At least as a Puerto Rican fan, like we both, all of us, we're representing our country. We we want to make our country happy. We want to make the you know we want to make him proud. So it doesn't matter where you come from, where you were born, or or none of that. It, it matters what you got in your heart, what you represent, what you what you really love. And I feel like. If there are fighters in, in, in different divisions and, and, and even in the same division that are representing one country, I feel like that whole country should just show love to everybody because they just want to make them proud and, and want to make history for, for, for Puerto Rico overall. It's kind of toxic too, man. Like I know you engage and you respond to a lot of the positive comments, but like, how do you feel when you see the negative comments? So, sometimes I laugh. It's like, why, why say those kind of stuff towards me or towards any fighter? Like you don't, personally know us to be talking that way first off and i know for a fact that if you see us in person that the first thing you will say hey, how are you i'm a big fan like you wouldn't say what you just said in instagram or social media so i feel like it's, it's sometimes it's funny and disrespectful at the same time but i don't i don't i try to not pay attention to negative comments i'm a very positive person and um i feel like negativity cannot come in inside my circle and i try to leave it out as much as possible and then i know you've been training and in Florida, every camp that you've had, I think it's been in Florida, right? You haven't yes, had a camp? Yes. Yeah. Would you I, ever I have did a... ha I did uh -huh. have one um, in Australia uh, when I when I was going to find the, in the Puerto Rican Day Parade last year, and I got sick. And um, ever since, we made a rule that every camp is, has to be held in Florida. Oh. Is it because <laughs> of that? Is it like a superstition? Yeah. Yeah, it is a superstition. I'm, I'm very superstitious with myself, and... Um, 
that's something that I told my team, hey, we're not making a camp anywhere else. Wherever we stay, that's where we're gonna that's where we're gonna make camp. Ah, but will you still go to other camps like to get sparring or to get working with other guys and that type of stuff? Oh yes, definitely, definitely. But I wouldn't let's say like we're getting ready for, for a fight. I would rather them come in for my camp and we'll Got do it. sparring. But but if I have to go somewhere and help somebody with sparring and do a couple rounds, I definitely do that. Yes. You come to me. I'm Xander Zayas. You come. <laughs> you come to my camp. <laughs> no, I just I just don't I just don't like the whole traveling stuff. Um, I mean, in Australia, I was literally across the world, away from my family. I missed them. Then I got sick. I didn't have my mom, my dad there. So. It was it was a bit um it was a bit stressing. So ever since we were like, okay, we're gonna stay home with the family and, and make everything work here. I mean, here in Florida, a lot of people like it. Now there's a lot of fighters coming to do camp here in South Florida. So, you know, we, we're getting we're getting popular again. Obviously with Australia and you were there and you got sick, man, how how bad did it hurt to get pulled from that fight last summer for the Puerto Rican Day Parade weekend because you were visibly emotional. You know, it it meant a lot to you to want to be on that card. Like, tell us how how you really felt in all those emotions. Man, um, I didn't want to. I didn't want to be pulled up. I didn't. I didn't want to. I, I I still wanted to fight. At the end of the day, I'm a fighter. That's what we do for a living. And um, my dad called me the day that they canceled the fight, and he saw me, and I was in bed. I couldn't even speak. Um, my throat was was hurting a lot, and my body was hurting. So he saw me, he saw the conditions I was in, and and he said, "All right, I'm, let me call you back." And he called my 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 coach Javier and my my manager Peter, and they said, he said, "Hey, we're not fighting." And they all canceled the fight. They they were they all agree with the, with the decision. They called me back in a conference call, and they told me, "Hey, we're not fighting. Let's heal first. And I I started I started crying. I mean, that's the first thing that came to my mind. Like I wanted to fight. I mean, Australia overall. It was one of my one of my best camps. You know, I was I was feeling strong. I was looking strong, sharp, and um, just to cut it off two weeks prior to the fight was devastating. So, how important is it? You know, moving forward, like there's a chance that you could fight on the card this summer. You know, assuming everything goes well in April on April first. How yes. important is it to you to get on that card and be on that stage in New York with all the Puerto Rican people behind you? <laughs> Man, it's gonna be it's gonna be an amazing feeling. A dream come true, you know. This as a Puerto Rican, this is what you dream of. You know, Puerto Rican Day weekend, fight in the in, in Madison Square Garden, have all the Puerto Rican fans there. I feel like that's you make it there, and and, and obviously winning a world title is more important. It's more important than, than than anything below that. But um, that's just pride. That's just the pride that I'm bringing to my country. The 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 emotions. You know, people flying from Puerto Rico to go watch me, it's just an amazing feeling. So after April 1st, after I win April 1st, that's, that's going to be the next goal. Going back to your Puerto Rican identity, you know, there's obviously been a lot of Puerto Rican greats. I mean, Miguel Cotto probably being the most notable one to a lot of people. What kind of relationship do you have with Miguel? Miguel, Miguel's my guy. Um, <laughs> I mean... We, I've met him, I met him in, um, I believe it was, I want to say Puerto Rico. That's the first time we met. Um, and we only shook hands. We, he had to go, he had something with the family. So that's the first time we met in person. Um, and then we met at, at the Canelo fight when he fought here in Miami. He had a fighter fighting in the car and 
obviously I wanted my picture. I couldn't take it the first time. So I wanted my picture the second time. And since then, I mean, he's, I got his number. I can text him any, any, anytime I want. He's always giving me advices to, you know, keep listening to my, my dad, my coaches, and just keep fighting, keep, you know, keep everything that is going right to keep it going. And whatever I feel like is going wrong to, you know, throw it away. So he's a very, very great guy to me and to my family too. What Puerto Rican great do you feel like you looked up to the most? Was it Miguel? Yes, definitely, Miguel. I mean, I was born, I, I'm a baby. Like, like Ricky said, I'm not even 21. I was born <laughs> in 02. So that was the guy. That was the guy that was, you know, at the top. He, he was the one that, that used to make all the families in Puerto Rico sit together and watch the fights. So, yes, that's, that's, that's the guy that I look up to. That, that's so dope, too, because, like, not only have you gotten to connect with Miguel and you've gotten some some really good advice from him you also got a good piece of advice from Canelo back in 2021 he had yeah. sent you the the video and wish yes. you well and give you some advice talk about that um well we were in Puerto Rico that um that week and um Mauricio Suleiman the WBC president was there and and he asked me he's like who's a fighter that you would love to to fight or or, or get to know and obviously, you know, I told him that with all the respect, if I get there and Canelo is still there, um, you know, and, and it's a perfect fight to happen, I would love to, you know, face Canelo. I mean, he's a legend already. He's not even retired. Um, and he called him right away. And, you know, we, we got to talk a little bit. And then he sent me the video. And it was just, it was just amazing. It was, it was a, it's a blessing, you know. Somebody that I look up to, somebody that I got a lot of respect for. His whole team, I got a, I got a lot of respect for for them, and um, just to be able to see him and talk to him was just like, wow, this is a dream. This is, you know, this is like a, I feel like a kid. I mean, I'm still. I'm still you are a kid. kid but <laughs> you get what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what are some of the common things that you notice with these greats that you interact with and that give you pieces of advice and just if it's the way that they seem when you first meet them or when you actually work with them, what do you notice about them? With all of them, I've noticed that the work ethic, I feel like when I work with them, I can see the work ethic. I can see what it takes to get to that level. Um, when I, when I work with um, Robert Easton, Adrian Broner, Daniel Jacobs, I mean, George Cambosis, I mean, all these guys, um, I, I saw the, I, I saw the work ethic. I saw what it took to be in that position. Um, with Teofimo Lopez, I saw I saw all the the work ethic and 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 when I just got to meet them and talk to them, I saw how humble they were, how how they were just another human being. They just want to be treated that way. They just want to shake your hand and have a regular conversation with you. That's something that really impressed me and, and shows me that it doesn't matter how big of a superstar you are. At the end of the day, you have to treat everybody the same because they're humans just like you. Talk about your relationship with Amanda Serrano. You know, you were in New York last week with her for her fight, and that was a big deal because she became, you yeah. know, undisputed champ. Talk about your guys' relationship. Man, she became undisputed and first Puerto Rican, male or female, to become undisputed. So I mean, that was history. And that was history there itself. I mean, I was I was extremely happy for her. Um, but yeah, we started we we started following each other in, in social media. Um, we met, I forgot where we met first. It was either he, no, it was in New York. It was when, um, he was in a fight that Teofimo fought Richard Comey 
um, that became a, a, a world champion. That, that was the first time we, we met in person. Um, but we already followed each other on social media. She's always, you know, commentating on my pictures and, and always showing support. So we met the whole team. I mean, everybody, her sister, her coach and manager. Um, and man, from that day, just, we connected. We, we were just humble to each other. She was very humble to my family. She's really, really good friends with my mother. Um, always texting her, always showing support. Um, so that's, that's kind of how we met. And the connection has just been amazing from day one. Um, she's always been there for me, always giving me advice, always showing support. Every time she sees me, she's coming and she's going to give me a big hug and, and, and we're going to take a nice picture and just, just a bless. This is blessed to, to have such a great champion and somebody that I look up to and somebody that I used to watch on the TV become a, a great friend to me and my family, which is amazing. That's so surreal, bro. It's actually, it actually is. It actually, I'm sorry. It actually is like watching all these fighters. I mean, I've only been in the pro game, what, four years, three years now? Um, four in October, actually. That's crazy. Four years. Yeah, time's wow. flying, man. Um, <laughs> yeah, but I've only been in the pro game four years, three years, and and I'm friends with all these fighters that I used to watch on TV. I'm I'm cool with all of them. I'm, I, I I can see them in person and like, hey, how are you? How you doing? And they will treat me just like a regular person. Um, it's just it's surreal. It's surreal for sure. I wanted to backtrack a little bit and just kind of like start from the beginning. You know, talking about when you signed at 16 with Top Rank, you grew up like most young Puerto Rican men idolizing Miguel Cotto, right? Miguel Cotto was arguably the greatest boxer to fight under the top rank banner. Talk talk to us about that feeling of signing that contract with Bob at 16, knowing that you had a chance, like, bro, I could really be like following the footsteps of Cotto. Yeah, well, at the beginning, top rank was the, when, when we sat down as, as a team, my manager, my coach, myself, my family, um, we sat down and, and he asked me, he's like, hey, do, who, who do we want to, to, to go with? I mean, there's a lot of options. And um, from the get-go, I told him, I told him top rank. And, and he asked me, like, why? And I'm like, well, they've signed Miguel Cotto. That's my favorite fighter of all times. And they have made all these other fighters, I mean, legends of boxing, become who they are, become, become legends. So I want I want to be able to follow those footsteps, the, to follow that that greatness. You know, they know what they do, and, and they've been they've been doing it for for years, decades. So that that was the main thing. Like when I first when I first looked at at it, I'm like, Top Rank is the one to go with. I mean, they do a great job with all their fighters, and and the the way they develop them to become superstars and world champion is just amazing to me. Um, so yeah, from the get-go, like when we sat down, that was the first the first thing I told my manager. And from there, I mean, kept winning. Told me now there's no there's no room to to lose and to like come back the next tournament. You have to win it all. And man, I my last year in, in the amateur in the amateur world, I didn't lose a tournament. I won four tournaments straight. And I won outstanding boxer of the tournament in the last one. And that's when two weeks after New Year's, I remember, passed, and we, we had a little party. Two weeks after, he called me, he's like, hey, 
you ready to become a pro? And I'm like, of course, like I've been ready. And that's when we made the decision. Tell us about when the news broke that you were going pro. I was living in, in 11th grade. I was, uh, I was a junior in high school when I signed my pro contract. And I remember I was in a field trip and my boy, my boy came up to me and he's like, yo, you're a professional. And I'm like, what do you mean? I didn't know they were going to make the announcement. I knew I signed, but I, you know, I couldn't say anything to they made the announcement. And he's like, yo, you're here. Top ring posted you. And I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, I'm a professional. So it, it, that, that was a fun, that, like, that was funny because they didn't know I did, but I couldn't say anything. And then when I saw it, I'm like, okay, like I am a professional. So yeah, I was, I was 16. And then after, you know, I, I transferred to, to online school. I finished my, my high school in, in online. And um, we just started working on my development to, you know, make that transition from, from amateur to the pro game. Did you ever feel like you missed out a little bit though? Like on being a kid? Yeah, I feel like, I feel like that's something that every, every fighter um, will tell you. I definitely feel like I missed, I missed out in a lot of things, but I do not regret it though, because it made me who I am today. It got me to where I am today and it's going to take me even further than, than what I'm doing. So I heard, uh, I heard uh, an advice that, that says work hard now and enjoy later. And that's what I'm planning on doing in my thirties, forties, I'm planning on enjoying my life and just travel around the world and, and explore new things. And, um, yeah, I definitely, I definitely messed out on a lot, but it doesn't matter. So you didn't, you said you finished school online. Did you get to go to, yeah. go to prom? No, because I know no prom, no prom, but not because, um, I wasn't allowed to, because actually my, my high school, the high school that I went to plantation high school, they love me there. I mean, the principal, the assistant principal, everybody at the teachers, everybody was really cool with me and they, they were going to allow me, but then COVID hit. I was a 2020 class. So COVID hit and I couldn't, couldn't make it there. Damn. Ah, that's unfortunate. I, I almost didn't actually, uh, I didn't get a chance to go to my junior prom, uh, because I got, I got expelled for fighting, but, um, I had to fight <laughs> my know, way to go to senior that's, prom. That, that's crazy. I never, well, well, I never went to no prom. I never went to no dances, no homecoming, really? none of that. Like I was, uh, yeah, I was just, I just, like my man, my focus wasn't there. Like my focus wasn't on, all right, let's go party. Like, I've never been in a party. You get what I'm saying? Like, the only party that I've been is like family parties and like, like events that, that people invite me in, but like a party party where you like go out and I've never been to one. So it's just not my focus. You know, I never, I've never got for this, this people that I know that is like, okay, every weekend we're going out. And that's like, that's the religion every weekend they're out. Like I, that's not what I believe in. Yeah. And you talk a lot about, you know, your family and spending time with them and um, you always revert to talking about them. So, and I know as, you know, as a fellow Hispanic, it's family is so important. Like family's Definitely. everything, you know, and that's where, Definitely. that's where we go to. Right. And not everyone has that. Not everyone has that um, that background that we do. So for you, how how involved is your family in your boxing? And well, my mom had to sign my first contract. That's that, I think that says enough. I was I wasn't I wasn't old enough. I mean, she had to sign it legally. I couldn't sign. Um, so that's that's how involved they are. I mean, um, 
they are she made the decision when I when I when they first gave us the idea that hey we have a contract we have a we can sign with top rank um we have to sit down with my mom we had to convince my mom my, my dad was convinced my dad knew that I wanted to bark my dad knew that I wanted to take this as a career my mom knew it too but again I'm her baby I'm, I'm her firstborn I'm her baby boy she's gonna protect me to the end so we had to sit down and and, and talk to her and let her know that this is what I wanted this is this is was this was the, the one of the main goals to become a professional with uh, with the dream company that I always wanted to sign. Um, so I feel like my family's been there since day one. I mean, my sister, all the sacrifices she has made, her quinceañera, we couldn't celebrate it because I had to travel to tournaments. I mean, we live here in, in Florida and we've never been to Disney World because I had to, you know, we had to pay for traveling for my for my for my boxing career in the amateurs. So it's a lot of sacrifices that a lot of people don't see and a lot of people don't understand that my family has made. And I feel like not just my family, but a lot of athletes' family has made to, you know, get to the point that we are. And um, I feel blessed. I feel blessed to just have the support that I have with my, my dad my mom and my and my, my sister. And it, it's great because, bro, every time I see you, whether that's like your fights or even like when we were in New York last week at uh, Serrano's fight, your whole family was there, bro. Like it's such a tight knit unit. You know, it's, it's a beautiful thing to see. And you know, I, I got mad love for your parents. Um, what would you Appreciate say that. is the best advice mom and dad ever gave you? Man, um, that's hard. That's a hard question because I've, I've, I've always I'm I'm always receiving advice. I mean, I, I'm a very um, I like to explore new things. I like to see how things go with um with new stuff. Um, in general. So I always ask for, I always ask questions. I'm always intrigued by, by new stuff, but I feel like the one that, that has stuck with me from my mother is to always be a warrior, to never quit for your dreams, to always work hard, to make it happen by any means necessary, you know? Um, and to never give up, never give up, never, tell, never, never let people tell you what you can and cannot do. At the end of the day, it's your pad, and the only one that can create it is is myself. How would you imagine it if you didn't have that support? Would it be tough? Oh, it would definitely be tough. I mean, it's already it's already tough the way it is. Obviously, I have to I have to do everything by myself. Meaning in the training, you know, training camp is it's just me. My dad is not getting in there for me. My mom is not getting in there for me. They're supporting me, but I feel like without having their support, without having uh, Okay, we have to go to I don't know West Virginia for for a tournament. They always all right. We got the money. We you don't have to do anything. You know where I saw kids having to stay in a in a you know just having to just sell water or chocolates to like get their money from somewhere. Um, I feel like my dad and my, my parents have always been there for me. So I feel like yes, it will it will be tough to not have them or not have the support that they they have on me. You're quickly gaining traction in the world of boxing. You have a pretty significant social media presence. Do you feel like you've hit some sort of celebrity status? I really, I really don't. I really, I mean, I really don't mind the what's it called celebrity status. Um, at the end of the day, I just got to keep doing me. I got to, you know, I have to remember all the time what took me, what, what it took to get in this position, um, what brought me here. And where I come from, at the end of the day, 
Um, as long as I don't remember, uh, as long as I don't forget that, I'm gonna be myself. Doesn't matter how many followers and how or how much money I'm getting. Um, but yeah, at, at the same time, I mean, 20 years old, you see your, your social media is growing by the day. It's impressive, but um, I don't really, I don't really mind it. I don't really look at it. Okay, you don't mind it. You're 20 years old, right? Obviously, for us, right? We're watching you grow. You are literally like around some big time people. Like you are tight with Eladio Carrion, Sugar Diaz walked you out. Uh, and you recently just connected with Bad Bunny at an event. Like, can you explain to us what was that one holy shit moment for you? Like, damn, <laughs> I'm with this dude or I'm with that person. Like, did, did it feel real? Well, that that one moment, that one moment was definitely when Eladio Carrion posted me on his social media. Um, it was the fight in Atlanta when Shapur got his, his second world title. Um, I was the co-main event and I got out of the fight. It was a, a great victory. One of the, one of my most impressive victories. Um, I went to the locker room and I grabbed my phone and I saw Eladio Carrion, like just posted you in their story. And I was like, there's no way. I'm like, there's no, like me, like out of all the guys, me, like why, why is it, why is it so impressive about me that he just posted me? And so that was that, that one moment that I definitely like, look back and I'm like, okay, like Eladio, Eladio was watching me. That other moment was when I met, when I met Bad Bunny and um, you can't hear it in the video, but when, when I shook his hand, he's like, man, keep doing what you're doing. You're doing great things. And I'm like, man, Bad Bunny's telling me this. Like that's, this is a superstar that I'm talking about. You know what I mean? Worldwide, the best artist in the world right now just told me to keep going to, keep doing what I'm doing, that means that he's been watching me too. So those are two moments that I take, I look back and I'm like, wow, you're doing good things. Do you think Bad Bunny's gonna walk you out in a big world championship fight? You think we'll get him? <laughs> Man, I hope so. I hope so. <laughs> I hope so. That'll, that'll probably, time. that'll for sure that'll happen. Be that'll, big, big time. that'll be big time, that'll be big time. Um, but somebody that I really walk, want me to walk me out is um, Mark Anthony. He has a song for Puerto Rico. He's called Preciosa. And um, he talks about, about the island. That's a song that I would love to be walked out at Madison Square Garden fighting for a world championship. I'm here for that. Not enough people give him credit, you know? He used to be at the fights That's a lot back true. in the day. He did. And yeah, he's a yeah. big fight fan. Yeah, that'll be a Shoot. good one. That'll be a big time. Um, and I wanted to, now that you're like starting to become someone, right? Again, going back to New York. And we've spent a lot of time together. And I see like... You're always with the fans. You never say no, bro. Never no to a picture, an autograph. Like, what fuels that? What keeps you going? And it's like, I'm not going to be too big-headed and say, nah, I ain't doing that for you. Like, what is it about you that separates you from everybody else? When I was in, I mean, I don't want to call it that way. But when I was in a recognizable, when people didn't know who I was. Um, and I knew somebody that I wanted to take a picture with. Let's say Miguel Cotto. Uh, Canelo, some of these guys, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't not like them saying no to me or like looking at me the wrong way and like ignoring what I asked them. You know, I just asked them for a picture being a fan. So I feel like I look back at that and it's like, I don't want to be that guy that a kid goes back to their mom and no, he didn't want to take a picture with me. Or a fan goes back to their family like, no, Sander is this uh, a bad guy or, or they're just too big, 
big headed. You know, I don't want to be that guy. I'm, I'm always happy. I'm always, uh, my smile says it for, for itself. I'm always smiling. I'm always saying hi to everybody. Um, I like pictures. I love, I love meeting new people. I love for, for, for my fans to come in and tell, tell me how big of a fan they are. It's just amazing to me. So I'm always, I'm always taking pictures with everybody. Do you ever, okay, I have a question about pride. Do you ever feel like pride could be maybe a detriment when you're in the ring and maybe outside of the ring too? And when I mean pride, I don't mean like pride from your heritage, but yeah. like orgullo as a person, you know, like, you know, those people that like se creen mucho, you know what I mean? Yes, Do you ever yes. feel like that could be a negative thing for a fighter? Oh yeah, definitely. Because now you're fighting with emotions. You're fighting with, with again, just thinking that you're the best and nobody could touch you. And um, yeah, it's good to think that way. It's good to have that, that, that mindset that, hey, I'm the best every time I step into the ring. But at the same time, I have to be emotionless where I can listen to my corner. I can execute the game plan and I can break a guy down. At the end of the day, that's, that's, that's the goal. That's the whole goal, breaking a guy down without taking, a, without taking damage. And um, I feel like having too much pride in there will affect the way that you communicate with your coach and your team and the way that you can focus in the fight. That's a that's a really good way to look at it. I, f- I feel like I feel like when I go in there, I'm not thinking about anything. I don't I don't have anything in my head. Like a lot of people ask me that question and I really don't think of anything. Like they're like, Do you hear me? Do you hear the crowd? I'm like, I'm I hear them because I'm definitely I, I hear them, but I don't pay attention to the noise, you know, yeah. if if that makes sense. I try to like block everything out and just listen to to my dad, that's the that's the whole that's 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 the only voice that I have in my head because he yells and he's like, "Yo, put your hands up, <laughs> hey, move, don't stay in there." So I hear all that. That's the only voice that I can really recognize because again, I've been hearing it for eight, ten weeks during camp and my whole life. Yeah, I feel like it's easier to deal with a fighter too that is more grounded and less emotional when he's in the ring. You know, yeah, someone no. because hey, that's hey, em- that's ring IQ in a way. And, and I'm not gonna lie, like when you get hit and you get clipped with a with a gut punch, you, everybody gets mad. Whoever tells you, "Oh no, we don't get mad," is lying. You get mad, it's like I want to get you back, but at the same time, you're like, "Okay, I'm gonna get you. I know I will because we still have ten rounds, eight rounds. I'm I'm gonna get you, but you just have to be again level-headed. You just have to stay focused in the game plan and and recognize that you're there and you're gonna get hit at some point. What are your ultimate goals? Not just in the sport, but also in life. I feel like the main main goal definitely is keep making my parents proud. I feel like that's that's the main thing. If I can, if I can look back ten years from now and and say, okay, I did everything. I did everything I wanted to do, um, and then look at my parents and they're happy with what I did in life. I feel like I achieved the ultimate goal. Um, but. I, you know, I want to be an inspiration um, to kids. I mean, the the next generation is is the future of the world, and I and I want to leave a, a nice a nice print um, that when they look at me, when they look up to me, they're like, I want to be better than Xander. You know, I want to. I don't want to. I want to accomplish what he did and a lot more. You know, I want. I want to be able to to tell everybody that you you always gonna have superheroes and people you look up to but you want to always push harder than what they did. And um, I feel like that's something that I want to leave out in the world. Um, obviously in the boxing, in, in boxing, become undisputed, um, become a world champion, multiple divisions. Um, just be the best person that I can be. I feel like that's, 
if I could, if I can maintain who I am and, and what got me here um, to the day that I retire, I feel like I've, again, I've accomplished everything. You know, we, we're going to take this time to kind of wrap up. And uh, obviously you have a fight coming up on April 1st in Tulsa. Uh, you got anything special planned for your walkout or are you going to keep it a secret? Oh, no, it's definitely something special, but we're going to keep it a secret. So make sure you guys tune in on ESPN Plus April 1st. I'll be the co-main event fighting in, a, in an amazing part on Robesi Ramirez versus Isaac Dogbe. So um, tune in and see what, what I got, what I got in store for you guys. All right. Any last minute message for the fans before we leave you? Man, thank you. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. Thank you for my whole team, my whole family. I mean, love you guys with, with, with everything that I have. You guys are amazing to me from day one. 